What's going on, everybody? We're back after our one-year pop-up event. And guys, just before we jump into our episode of Bowl Predictions, I mean, let's talk about this turnout for, for just a couple of seconds. I mean, what an amazing day it was, you know, beautiful weather-wise. It was so many people that came out, got a lot of pictures. It was a lot of fun. I thought it was great. I mean, people were there for the whole time. I, I honestly personally didn't expect people to stay for three hours, but people were there. They had fun. We had my guy Pat come in, do a great job filming everybody. We got tons of pictures with everybody, gave away some great merch, and everybody had a great time. So I'm extremely happy. Kev showed up too. He was on time and everything. It was very nice. <laughs> I did show up. I did. And I'm glad I did. I think it was definitely a good turnout. Definitely humbling, like we said, that people not only showed up, but that they did stay and they had fun. And I think it was just a, a good day, you know, a good family day, a good community day, get people out of the house. I mean, obviously quarantine's going on. A lot of people working from home. A lot of people may not be working. So why not give them something to do on a Tuesday afternoon? And it's for a good cause. You know what I mean? Come out, support, have fun, listen to some music, play some ball. I mean, what's better than that? Get to see Lou's pretty face. I mean, come on. Sounds like a good afternoon to me. <laughs> Definitely was a great turnout, guys, and just gives us more motivation for year two. But like we said, we're here for bold predictions just for the NFL. And I'm going to hop in with the first one. And I'm going to date back to June 1st of this year, 2020, when we released the AFC South record predictions. If you fast forward to four minutes and 10 seconds in that episode, I said that Jacksonville would be winless for the season. And here I am on September 2nd feeling pretty confident that Jacksonville will still be winless. And that's my bold prediction. We will have a winless team in the NFL this season, and that will be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. That's as bold as it can get. But guys, my one and only Colts prediction for the entire episode. I know everyone's happy about that. But Darius Leonard, Defensive Player of the Year. Now hear me out. Now we have DeForest Buckner. We have better cornerbacks. So Leonard will get to play in coverage more. And he's already the best coverage linebacker when it comes to picking the ball off and swatting things away. He's going to have a career high in interceptions, probably a career high in sacks. And that man will host the Defensive Player of the Year trophy. I don't know who it's named after. I would have definitely thrown that in there, but I have no idea. Yeah, wow. Those are two hot takes right off the bat. But I think I'm going to jump in. And this this is one of my, uh, definitely one of my hottest takes on my list. And that's, first of all, shout out to Anthony Holman. But uh, it's the Bears winning the NFC North. Hot wow. Take, take. Damn, that, that is a hot take. But, but Kev, what, what makes you have the confidence to say that? So I think besides Minnesota, I mean, I think Chicago has the clear best defense in that division, in my opinion. And I think last year they had a pretty decent offense, and that was with Mitchell Trubisky. And now they upgraded to Nick Foles. And Nick Foles is no, you know, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, but I like to think he's a pretty good upgrade from Mitch Trubisky, and they have obviously Allen Robinson on the outside, one of my favorite receivers in the league. Not really sure what the deal is with Montgomery yet, but still, I mean, Tariq Cohen and just their other offensive weapons, I think they'll be pretty good, and I think the Packers without McCarthy, and I think the Vikings without Diggs, like, those could be two big blows for those teams, you know what I mean? Especially where they both have very explosive offenses. I think losing Mike McCarthy with Green Bay and Stephon Diggs in the Vikings offense could really take a hit, but We'll see. That's my hot take. I think Bears take on the NFC North. No, that's that's a fair one. It'll be interesting to see how that quarterback battle plays out. We know Matt Nagy won't make that announcement right up until uh, game time. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if Foles is the guy to start off or maybe if the Bears can still win the division with Mitch. But I have another full prediction, and this one is staying in the NFC. It's 
for the NFC East, but it's not the Giants. It's the Cowboys. And I think that the Cowboys will be a top three seed in the entire NFC this year. We know that the playoffs are going to be different with seven teams, but I think Dallas has the defensive front along with the extremely talented offense. I just think that they they can really, you know, get it done. And I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they were higher than than a three seed, honestly, with, with the way that their roster is stacking up. Just all going to be determined by, you know, how all the players take Mike McCarthy's coaching. Yeah, Steve, I can definitely see that. My only concern is supposedly Mike McCarthy is not taking the playbook to start the season, which I think will change eventually once Kellen Moore absolutely runs them into the ground the first couple games. But I think I think they'll still be a very good team, and I could definitely see that happen. But my second bold prediction, guys, the Raiders. Another QB controversy in my eyes. It's kind of been proven that John Gruden doesn't love Derek Carr, and he's obviously not completely sold on him. And I, I think by week 10, Marcus Mariota will be the starting quarterback for the Raiders. I, I really do. Wow, Lou, that is bold. I wasn't expecting that from you. I thought you were going to say, you know, traded, maybe even like yanked a little uh, differently than that. But wow, I mean, Mariota definitely is talented enough to to run an offense, and he definitely made him come to Vegas for, for certain reasons, you know what I mean? But that's going to be interesting to, to see if it pans out. But Yeah, I'll hop in. And this is, uh, in my opinion, probably the hottest take on my list. And I'm sure Lou might have a heart attack when I say this. But I predict both Tom Brady and Drew Brees throwing for 50-plus touchdowns this season. Wow. So, like, what happened was... Kev was at 7-Eleven. He grabbed the first snapper he saw and opened the cap. And that was what he ran off. He saw the number 50 in some way and was like, you know what? I, I think they'll throw 50 touchdowns. <laughs> no, I think Breeze, actually, they both could do it. Neither will happen. Pat Mahomes will throw 50 first. Or Russell no, will throw 50 well, Yeah, I'm not saying, like, I think Mahomes will too, but I'm saying, like, them two specifically, I think, will throw 50-plus touchdowns. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, how Tampa really approaches that offense now with Leonard Fournette there. Uh, maybe he could steal a couple of touchdowns from Brady. That's something we'll just have to see. And I don't want to take my next take to that negative extent, but I have three head coaches losing their job throughout the course of this season or at the end of this season. And they're guys that, Lou, me and you have talked about multiple times of already kind of being on the hot seat and not handling things the best way they should. But these three franchises are going to be looking for new coaches. That's going to be the New York Jets, the Houston Texans, and the Detroit Lions. I think Adam Gase, Bill O'Brien, and Matt Patricia will not do enough to prove their worth to their franchise to be able to trust them with their team going forward for much longer. I just don't think that the Jets got enough talent, you know, to compete with the Bills and, and even, you know, the Pats still to this extent. Um, Miami's could, could probably be a better team than they are. We know what kind of broke down throughout the offseason this year with the Texans. Um, and I think that Bill O'Brien, the spotlight's on him. And if he doesn't make something work this year, has he really done successfully in Houston to keep his job, you know? And then Matt Patricia, I mean, the Detroit Lions have been saying that they've been wanting to turn Matt Stafford and their team into a, a winning franchise. And no matter who the, the coach has been there, um, it, it hasn't happened yet. So I, I'm starting to lose faith in these guys, and I think that they'll all lose their job this year. Steve, I agree with you on two out of three. I say Patricia keeps the job for a couple reasons. 
One, a foot mark of bad franchises is turning over coaches rapidly. And two, he was the only coach to cancel after the recent social justice incidents that happened or injustice incidents that happened. And I think the players do really like him and think that he's empathetic towards their issues. And I think that curries a long way in, in today's NFL, having that locker room. Whereas opposed to, I think Adam Gase and Bill O'Brien don't have their locker rooms in any way, shape, or form. Like, not even close. They're on another team as far as their rosters are concerned. My next bold prediction, man, is that man Kyla Murray will take home the MVP this year. Loaded roster full of weapons. So-so defense, second-year head coach who won't get as much of the credit, and they're in such a tough division that if he can put up wild numbers and at least make a wild card, they will give him the MVP just off of how difficult that task is in that division. But, man, guy Kyler's a monster. Got him in fantasy. Kev's team's got no chance. Well, well, first of all, I got a boat. I don't know about all that. But it's getting hot in here with all these takes. That's for sure. But uh, I'll hop in with my next one. And it's not too hot, but it's definitely, I feel like, kind of a reach. But, and it's it's kind of broad as well. But I do think that Des Bryant will be on the football field for an NFL team by the end of the NFL season. Damn. You're just going gonna to leave it at that? No team? No prediction, Kev? I'm I'm gonna leave it like that. It's, it's hard to say, but I definitely I definitely think he'll be back on the field. Now, fair enough, but but Lou, you brought up the MVP talk, and I'm gonna follow up with you, my brother. But to be bold about it, I'm staying away from the quarterback position. The MVP hasn't been won by a running back since 2012, when it was Adrian Peterson. And I'm going to give you four names and one favorite out of these guys that I think have the potential to be the MVP this year. And that Zeke Elliott, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Dalvin Cook, and Saquon Barkley. My personal, I have to go Zeke. You guys heard that I, I think the Cowboys will be a, a top three seed in the NFC this year. And I think a lot of that's going to have to be relied on because of Z- Zeke Elliott. I mean, he does everything so well, uh, running the ball, receiving the ball. And I think he's heard a lot of the disrespect um, on his name and where he stands among other running backs in the NFL. And I think he's really out to prove something. And we know what that Cowboys offensive line is like. I mean, if he really got himself into the best shape of his career, we could be talking about a scary thing. And I feel like Zeke silently always gets 1,300, 1,400 rushing yards, whatever it is. And he's always pounding it and eating after he gets a first down. So so I definitely think that, that Zeke has the potential to be an MVP. Yeah, Steven, as I started the MVP talk, and you continued, I shall finish. Bold prediction, guys. Everyone knows uh, Jared Goff has the best out route in the NFL, uh, but he will be in the MVP race this season. I'm not saying he will win it, but he will be up there. Um, Now that they kind of have lower expectations, if they do bounce back and have a great offensive season, I think he'll get a ton of credit for developing himself as a quarterback. And now that they don't have Todd Gurley, there's no real running back threat they can point to and say, that's his success was because of this guy who had a great season. Jared Goff, man, sleep on the guy. Best out route in the game. And Lou, I like it. And I also like going back to, to your first MVP mention, Kyler's potential to actually be like a serious threat for an MVP. Like if Kenyon Drake can be the running back that he was at the end of last season and DeAndre Kirk and Larry Fitz all excel to the roles that are going to be asked of them in that, you know, offense, I feel like I mean, Kingsbury probably got the perfect pieces. And, and, you know, he's just playing puppet master over there, just making sure everyone lines up in the right spot. Uh, We knew that he wasn't going to be very defensive-centric coming into the league. But if his offense can get where it is and Chandler Jones can keep 
producing the way he does. You know, Isaiah Simmons going to be lining up across from him. Pat Pete back there, one of the most reliable corners in the game. And we just saw Buda Baker got, got locked up back there as well. So definitely could be something that is possible. It's getting hot in here. So take Man, off it's, it's going to be <laughs> – why do you do that? I'm about to speak. Yeah. You make me laugh. Like, what is this? Like, you just want to create bloopers. <laughs> but, nasty. Nah, it's going to be an interesting year. The, the MVP is going to be up for grabs. And honestly, dude, I, I think it's going to be the closest MVP race or the MVP race with the most people uh, involved, players involved ever. It's going to come down to so many different guys and God knows with COVID and everything, how it will affect the MVP, man. But all I know is golf 2020. Now my last hot take, and uh, this also might be a stretch, but I have the Cincinnati Bengals going at least 500 this year, this NFL season. Lock it in. Damn, Kev, you think they're going to be a better team than the Browns? Yeah, I do. I honestly do. I like that a lot. A lot, a lot. Honestly, I think that they have like a great offensive potential, the Bengals. I just really don't know what their defense is yet. So I feel like, you know, when we're talking about that team, like in, in a fantasy manner, you know, those guys like in, in Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, if A.J. Green can stay healthy, you know what I mean? And whatever extent we're going to get of John Ross this year before he misses some time. I think they really could have the potential to be in a lot of shootouts if Burrow is going to be the guy that he's talked about to be. But but I don't think that their defense is going to be able to slow down a single team. Yeah. And well, listen, we have one more bold prediction that came actually at the event. Big Anthony Sinatra, a.k.a. Satchmo, came up to me. He shook my hand very firmly and he said, Tyler Boyd, top 10 fantasy wide receiver and he looked at me with with a glaze in his eyes that only a sinatra could so i believe it that's the last bold prediction of the show guys check us out on apple spotify we're gonna have a ton of pictures and videos from the event coming up more content year two nothing like you ever seen definitely not in in lieu just as you finish that wrap up we gotta add a couple of more donations in so i'd like to thank my uncle uncle mike scapa thank you for your donation love you wonk Got to thank Carlo Irano for his donation and got to thank Nikki Salerno for your donation. Thank you, guys. Since the Sandbox, we out.